Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. Whenever I hear people talk about sex and marriage or I read articles about sex and marriage, I'm reminded of a baby blues cartoon that I saw years ago. And there's a man, he's reading the newspaper, and he says to his wife, Honey, it says here that the average married couple has sex 2.6 times a week. And she looks back at him and she says, is that the average newlywed couple, the couple that's been married 30 years, the couple that has two kids in diapers? Who is it about? And he goes, well, it doesn't say. And she says, well, it should. There should be truth in advertising. And you know, I love that because you may be surprised to know that some recent studies have found that married people actually have more frequent and better sex than their single counterparts. But we have this idea in our society that marriage is the place where sex goes to die. And for some couples, this can be true. And it can be unless you make sex and intimacy a priority in your life. So couples coach and writer Kyle Benson is here today to talk about how you can be married and have a great sex life too, not or, and oh, by the way, with the same person. It doesn't have to be outside. So Kyle, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. So I was reading your recent piece um, that was on Huffington Post, If You Want a Great Sex Life, Don't Be Scared to Work at It. And you compare that, the approach that we're encouraged to take with our careers and our health with how we're taught to look at sex. So what's different? What makes, what makes our view of sex and intimacy so different? I think it's the, the beliefs that we have about how sex and our relationship should be. We have these feelings um, and kind of these cultural narratives that tell us that sex should be effortless and spontaneous. And it's interesting. I've, I've kind of wondered where that comes from, and maybe that comes from, from the Disney upbringing many of us have had or on comes from religion. There's a lot of different places that could come from. But we have this story, especially in committed relationships, that, oh, it should be happening. But the problem is, even when you first started dating someone, sex and even intimacy didn't just happen. There was always an intention of making it happen. Like when you go on a date, Usually the guy gets dressed up, cleaned up, the girl gets on a nice dress and looks very nice, and you give yourself the time to commit to each other, to get to know each other, to explore and understand each other. But then as the relationship evolves and you become a committed couple or you get married and you start having kids or stresses and jobs, all of a sudden marriage and sex kind of takes the back seat. And it mm-hmm. comes with this cultural belief that oh, well, you know, it's, we should be, when there's chemistry, things are going to happen. We're going to have sex and things are going to, you know, be amazing. And that's the story that really gets us into the problem that we think it should just be spontaneous. And in- well, and I, I love your point because it's so true. When we're first with somebody, we're making an effort. We're actually 
Although I don't think people realize that's what they're doing. I mean, I think, I think they just do it. But you're right. It is actually taking the time to try to make yourself look good, to be interesting to the other person, to spend time trying to find out what pleases them, what they'll like. And that kind of creates that whole sense of, spontaneity. I mean, and yeah, let's not let's not also forget that there's some hormones involved when you know, neurotransmitters and hormones when we first meet somebody. I call it the time it takes to meet mate and procreate, you know, that and <laughs> then like that. and then once we, then once we have the kids, now everything's settled. It's well, I think about 18 months is about the length of time. But why do we look at sex or intimacy as I mean, because I know as a working with couples, I don't necessarily say you need to schedule sex, but I do say you need to schedule time to be in the same place at the same time so that sex might possibly happen. But there's such resistance to that. It's not spontaneous. Yeah, and, and then again, it's just because, like you said earlier, is, is even when people start dating, they start getting to know each other, it feels effortless. But the emotions and maybe it's the hormones are kind of biologically they're driven to give the relationship time to grow and get to know each other. Um, but then once they get in that committed relationship, you know, a lot of people, they, they stop doing that. And there's, you know, you, if you see like couples that have date nights, they tend to be a lot more intimate than couples that, you know, are really focused on making sure their kids are doing well or focused on their careers. And I was even reading, what was I reading yesterday or earlier today, I was reading Wired for Love, and he talks about the importance of morning and evening rituals with your significant other. Mm-hmm. And how, like, even just the moment you walk in the door, um, coming back from being separated from your partner, if you give them a hug and you, you show them that you're excited to see them, that makes it's way easier to talk about the difficulties. Whereas if you come in the door, you talk about your stress, you go into the, the TV room and watch TV and she's cooking dinner or something like that, it sets a different playing field for how the relationship is going to feel that night. Um, well, and I think you said something about when we first meet and it's effortless. And I, what I went through my mind when you said that was it's where our focus is that we are actually paying attention to this other person, to the relationship. And, we're, and I think that's what you're talking about also with these rituals, that I've now changed my focus from work or the kids or whatever, and you're now back in my focus. Our relationship is back in focus. And I think that that may be kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, it totally is. And a lot of people, couples that I have worked with, I mean, I had one client, she said that they leave sex for the 15 minutes before they go to bed or pretty much before they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, okay, you've got to give a priority to the sex, but not even just the sex, just to allow yourself to connect with each other, to be intimate. Um, and again, it's just, you know, we focus on our careers and all of a sudden the house gets out of mess and we don't feel like we have time. But 
it's like anything that you prioritize in your life. If you're going to prioritize getting healthy and fit, then you find time to go to the gym and you rearrange your schedule to do that. If you want to prioritize on your relationship, then you need to find time within your schedule to make that happen. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a three-hour long night. Even just 25 minutes of having a conversation, talking with your partner or coffee, makes a huge difference in the relationship as opposed to just kind of waiting for things to happen. Because we don't do that in other aspects of our lives. We don't just kind of wait for a job to show up or wait for, you know, we actually go out and actively pursue these things. But somehow, I guess, sex and intimacy and whatever is supposed to happen in the five to ten minutes that we give it and, you know, and then, we, and then we wonder why we feel disconnected from our partners. Exactly. And we expect it not to give it attention and then it still to be like this flourishing thing. And it's, I, if you think of like having a, a plant in your house or a flower, right, if you don't water it, then it's not going to grow. It's going to die. And that's the same thing as what happens in a relationship. If you're not going to, you know, feed it what it needs to continue to grow and to continue to keep the relationship, the emotional aspect of your relationship connected, then it's, you know, you're going to slowly grow apart. And then we, people become roommates and then they find it hard to have to find their way back to each other. And so in the article, you also talk about committing to sex. Now, what do you mean by that and why do you think it's important? Committing to sex to me is just making the time to have, to have sex. So to making the time to be actually intimate. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to plan sex and be like, okay, tonight we're, we're having sex. It's like um, Tuesday night, honey, nudge, nudge, yeah. you know what that means, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, it, but it, it should be so like Tuesday night, hey, it's you and me. You know, we're going to have time together, and what we do during that time is up to us. Um, and I believe in the article also mentioned the, the girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend and I had that too, where I had this, at the time, I was working just crazy long hours, and it got to a point where I was like, okay, you know, Saturday night, it's you and me. I get you for, or you get me for four or five hours, and let's enjoy this. Let's go out to dinner, and then, you know, maybe we'll have sex when we get back. And it wasn't, and I think one of the other things is, in our culture, it's very weird to be like, hey, like, we're gonna, I want to have sex tonight. Whereas in, in other relationships I've had with people from other cultures, that's not very weird. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Uh with the, some of the relationships, relationships I've had outside of the country um, where they're just a little more open that, you know, telling your partner, hey, like, we're going to have sex tonight or I want to have sex tonight isn't, a big, isn't something that's like, oh, okay, well, why are you planning it? Why are you doing it this way? It felt more natural. Um, just kind of, hey, this is how I feel and you know, if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but it's about setting, it's about being intentional with the space that you're going to have. But you're you brought up something interesting, and doesn't that put pressure on? I know that, and I know that this is a f- challenge, especially in the American culture, especially with what I, and I've talked about this before, the uh, 
not necessarily healthy over-focus on kids when, when they're in the picture, or even I would argue the unhealthy focus on career where we're not allowing any kind of balance in our lives between, between the areas of our lives. But, you know, I can see how maybe somebody might feel a little bit pressured if their partner says to them, you know, hey, I really love to be, you know, have sex with you tonight and I'm going through my list of, okay, I got to do this, I got 